I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey listeners, just a heads up. There's sensitive material in this episode about homophobia. I think something that your listeners need to know, Debbie, about you (laughs) is that you are a true professional and you are an expert interviewer. But when we had this conversation in the car that we're talking about right now, you almost started crying. And that was the uh, the first time. Something out of my contact lens, the sun was in my eye. (laughs) I'm Deborah Jianli. And this is Kaleidoscope. Today, we bring you a mini-episode. It's the backstory behind Kaleidoscope's tagline. Loyal listeners, you've probably heard it after the credits. I end every episode with this quote. Let the world see you. When they do, they'll never be the same. I want to let you in on the origins of this quote. It's an unrequited love story set against the backdrop of an anti-queer community. The main character is the voice you heard up top, Jason Brown. I met him in 2013. At the time, he was a queer student attending Biola University, a conservative evangelical college. Like similar schools, Biola prohibits, quote, homosexual behavior. And since the language is ambiguous, schools can interpret and discipline as they choose. Most LGBTQ students feared punishments like expulsion, the loss of scholarship money, or reparative therapy. So they typically played it safe and stayed in the closet. Jason, on the other hand, felt bold enough to tell a few dorm friends that he identified as queer. After that, he took another bold step and told the dean of students. Jason knew about the policies, but he thought he could change the culture. And when he brought this up, the dean was surprisingly empathetic. He decided not to punish Jason because Jason wasn't in a same-sex relationship. Instead, the two began meeting regularly to discuss the school's approach to sexuality. On another side of campus, a group of students had started anonymously blogging about the trials and traumas of LGBTQ life on campus. They called themselves the Biola Queer Underground, or BQU. Jason didn't join the secret group because he felt like he'd be climbing back into the closet. He believed that working directly with the administration would be more effective. But after months of meetings, Jason didn't see any progress with the dean or with the school at large. One day at a campus panel discussion about sexuality, Biola professor Eric Tanis equated being LGBTQ 
to being racist. And so, you know, I was thinking of the Viola Underground statement. Uh, imagine, though, if there was the, the, the Viola Racist Underground. And this is, I'm just replacing some of their words. Um, we thank you for your time and response. This is what they put in the words. Our racist identities, which are integral to who we are, are being questioned in terms of their morality. Basically, Eric's saying that racism and homosexuality are both sins, but that culturally it's more socially acceptable to say that racism is bad. So yes, to Eric, homosexuality and racism belong in the same category. Students and national advocates demanded an apology from the professor and administration, but nothing happened. That's when Jason gave up on the dean and joined the Biola Queer Underground. It was there that his world opened up. He found people speaking openly about faith, sexuality, and gender identity. Weekly meetings felt electric. Dozens of college kids crammed into an apartment, and they could finally breathe and be themselves. They watched queer movies and gave each other drag queen names. They watched each other laugh and heal. And suddenly, Jason no longer felt alone. He felt like he'd found his team. Jason also fell in love. His name was Will. Will was a BQU's co-leader. He was tall and boy band cute, complete with short curly hair and eyes that hold you. I was seeing somebody that sort of had to hide in the shadows, but the more and more I was able to see him, he just radiated to me. He was just so beautiful. For so many in this group, love was a distant thing. As evangelical kids, they grew up believing that this kind of tenderness was off-limits, that God and the world hated them. But in the queer underground, many carved a path towards what once felt impossible. Jason expressed his love through volumes of poems and letters to Will. You know, my experience sort of chasing him and trying to woo him was showing me really the value of getting to know somebody and for somebody to show you who they are, especially when it, there is a, a cost to that. But ultimately, Will didn't feel the same way about Jason. He wanted to be friends. Jason was okay with this, you know, as much as you can be okay with unrequited love. It helped that he had his sights set on something bigger. At the time, the BQU had big plans to publish an online yearbook revealing the identities of some of its members. They hoped that by putting faces to the LGBTQ community on campus, they could shift the school's culture. It was a risky move. They had no idea how the administration would react, and it put everyone on edge. Will took the lead on the project, and Jason was right there beside him, supporting Will. So the day they released the yearbook, Will and Jason passed out flyers on campus, announcing their big coming out. They were so nervous as they approached students in the common area. And then an administrator chased them down. He demanded that they stop. He said that they didn't have permission to hand out flyers and called their actions disrespectful. That's when Jason had it. I don't think you understand. Okay. We're students here. Right. And yeah. we would also like to be respected. We wouldn't like to be denied right. just because we're queer. Oh from putting posters around here. Soon after this encounter, Will and Jason rushed off campus. Confrontation was stressful for them. They weren't raised to challenge authority. 
Will looked rattled and began to think about potential consequences. But Jason wasn't focused on getting in trouble. He was just thinking about Will's well-being. Well, I'm running through my mind. I'm thinking about um, William's schedule, and I'm thinking about how we can get him off of work so that um, he can rest and take a shower, and so that he can eat something, and so that he doesn't pass out at work. I'm not going to pass out. Okay, good. A few days after publishing the yearbook, the BQU threw a surprise party for Will to thank him for his leadership. Jason drove me to the party in his pickup truck. Do you remember that time right before the party when you and I were sitting in your pickup truck in the parking lot? Yes, I do. I re- <laughs> what do you remember about that time? I'm curious. <laughs> I was like, wow, did I really tell Debbie all of this? <laughs> That's me and Jason reminiscing about this moment. Jason and I were sitting in his pickup truck. The sun was setting and streaming through the windows. It was one of those perfect California sunsets. Even though we were just in a strip mall parking lot, it still felt magical. That's when Jason showed me a letter. Is that the note? It is the note. <laughs> oh, did you burn the edges? I did. I burned the edges, and it's, I hope, the shape of Colorado. <laughs> Will was graduating and moving away to Colorado. Jason was feeling a lot of feelings. So he read them to me. So it says, um, to the man I loved, the man I respect. Um, I've had the honor of being inspired by you, challenged by you, and loved by you. In these, I discovered a world more beautiful than I even could have imagined. You are the most amazing, breathtaking man in the world. Give yourself the grace of Mm. tears. This moment was such a gift. It captured something I think most of us long for. Let the world see you. When they do, they'll never be the same. They'll never doubt. The goodness of God again. I love you. Brother, friend, lover, giver for you. Always. Mmm. Okay, so now we now we go to the, now we go to the party. <laughs> it's been five years since that moment in Jason's pickup truck. In the end, the yearbook launch set off a series of talks with the administration, but nothing changed. Luckily, no one got expelled. Unfortunately, they felt the repercussions elsewhere in their lives. Jason was kicked out of his house. And he was homeless for a summer, just kind of bouncing between people's couches. Will moved to Colorado, and he felt disappointed that after all his efforts, the school didn't change for LGBTQ students. But eventually, they all moved on with their lives. For the record, Jason did get over Will. Today, he's in love with his longtime partner, Joshua. And Jason's pursuing his law degree. He wants to defend the civil rights of LGBTQ people. But through the years, that moment in the pickup truck and that line in Jason's letter, they've stayed with me. Recently, I called Jason. I asked if I could use his language as Kaleidoscope's tagline. He said yes. And he was generous enough to revisit that tender time in his life and explain what he meant when he wrote those words to Will. 
as I was reflecting on him and him leaving and me finally getting like my last chance to sort of say something to him was that, you know, thank you for showing me part of who you are, even if nothing happens between us, as you go out into the world, keep showing yourself because that might cost a lot, but it's something that can change the world. Ah, it's such a beautiful benediction. And it's also the vision of Kaleidoscope to create a space where people can be seen and heard. It's what Jason hoped for Will, and it's what we hope for our guests and for you. So until next time, let the world see you. When they do, they'll never be the same. Kaleidoscope is produced by Annie Newen with amazing support by co-founder Aaron James Brown. Special thanks to Jason Brown, Will Haggerty, Tasha Magnus, and the Biola Queer Underground, which now goes by the name Biolans Equal Ground. I'm your host, Deborah Jian Lee. You can find out more about the show at kscopepod.com. Our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all at kscopepod. Thanks to the BTS Center for funding season one. Listeners, please consider supporting us. Our Patreon account is kscopepod. Listen and drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps too. All right. See you next episode. Let the world see you. When they do, they'll never be the same. But I do want to talk a little bit more about the letter sorry to like (laughs) dig into this like (laughs) uh, college age wound but my heart (laughs) hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.